Lafondra looking to get side of Font. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. Yes, it is a very downbeat one. We try to be positive on this podcast, but the mighty ding have been relegated and there's very little to be upbeat about at all. In fact, there's virtually nothing. So the format today is I'm going to be talking to James Earnshaw from The Chronicle. How are you doing, James? Yeah, I've been better, Paul, I must admit. Uh, you know, this one stings, but, you know, a few months to refresh and I'm sure we'll all be back again, ready to get in in, in July and in August. Right now, shit, though, isn't it, mate? Mm. There, there's no point denying it, is there? It's, it's like we all knew it was coming, but now the reality is here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough one last night. I don't think I got much sleep, just sort of going over moments that could have been or moments that might be next year, lining up against Chelsea's under-21s in the Papa John's Trophy or God knows what else, but there's nothing we can do about it now. we just got to, I guess, put it to one side and, and try and get back to where we belong. Slice of the action in the pizza cup. That's all I've got to say. I'm sorry, but I have to find some <laughs> kind of dark humour in this uh, terrible time, but it will not be like that all the way through because it, it's not the right time for that. But, wow. Um, relegated by Colin, kind of. But really, it's our own fault, isn't it, over the last five years? And you could go back even further, but Dar Young's put the nail in the coffin, hasn't he? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's been coming for a few years, and you can only dance with the devil for so long before eventually he grabs you. Uh, you know, even with the points deduction, without the points deduction, we'd be going into the final day needing something. So, can't even use that excuse anymore. They've just been crap for too, for too long. Um you know, how what two or three wins in all of 2023? Ain't one away since November. I mean, it's just shocking form. And you can't deny that the players out there on by name alone should be doing a hell of a lot better than they have been. But they haven't been playing it. And uh, you know, I think deservedly you've been gone down this year. It's hard to, to take and hard to admit, but we've got to take our medicine, unfortunately. It's a really bad medicine. It's got that really horrible taste to it that you just don't want and it just makes you want to be sick, doesn't it? That's how yes, it's that, a yellowy banana one that you used to have back in the day. That, like, I didn't mind that one. I didn't mind that. i got to say, this is an avenue I didn't expect to take today. We're all trying to avoid the obvious topic, aren't we? But, yeah, when they go winning for Huddersfield, it's kind of like a combination of, oh, that's typical, that we're going to get relegated when we're not even playing. That's so Reading FC and fitting for the last five or six years. But also, thank fuck it's confirmed in some ways as a fan. It's like the pain now, kind of, you can start to get through the process of it, can't you? Yeah, but I did just want it to go to the final day to see that away end packed out because there's what going to be countless people that have returned their tickets, countless more that aren't going to bother turning up. It's just going to be so, so the rest of the stadium bouncing. It's basically Colin's testimonial game until next year and he comes out of retirement to save Plymouth or whoever he comes out to save and we've just got to sit there and, and take it because we've not been good enough and it's going to be for me the most painful sober and sobering 90 minutes of my life longer than that because I've got to be there before and after the game and then I've got the fucking three and a half hour drive home as well so it's literally apologies for the language literally the worst weekend I could ever possibly have imagined it doesn't get much worse than that no you I, I've honestly I'm not going to get a little violin. I'm going to get an absolutely fucking massive one out and play it because that is horrible. Yeah. And that I've is... got to be sober through all of it. I can't oh, even use the alcohol. You're going to get bang on it after, it. though, aren't you, James? I mean, obviously, you're a professional. You would not do that during it. No. But um, uh, afterwards, 
Well, I'm going up the night before, so I might have to have a yeah. couple of drinks before and hope it. I think it you have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, honestly, through to the game. I feel for anybody still going, and I understand mm-hmm. it because people have got stuff booked and tickets and you know trains, and you think, do I want to waste all that money? And I don't know, but I also understand why you wouldn't want to go. I mean, it's just horrible, isn't it? There's no yeah. upside to that day. No, it, it's not a badge of honour in like five years' time when you think, oh, I was there, and when we start to do well, you know. Yeah. massive caveat there uh, but mean, the, the one uh, the one sort of semi half decent thing is that it's a new ground for me to stick off so i can get another one off the 92 but that is a very 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 hard positive to find in this big omni shambles of a mess i thought we just saw there the inside of your brain with stats i think we just <laughs> went on a little time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so last night i asked for lots of opinions on uh Twitter after obviously the relegation was confirmed. It's been a mix, as I would expect, because that's what we want. We want your your different opinions, and we really appreciate you sending them in. I'm going to start with Pippa Lawrence. She says everything this club has stood for is gone. It left when SGM did the the attitude and the ethos gone. The fantastic behind the scenes seeing staff. This has been coming for years. Yet watching it happen in real time feels gutting. I can't disagree with you mm. there. Let's balance it out with a positive, though. Positive here from Brian Davis. Positives, clear the deadwood. Better to be a decent-sized fish in a smaller pond. I'm not sure I can agree with that. I'll ask you in a minute, James. But better away days are back. That's possibly mm-hmm. true. Local derbies are back. That is true. More exciting to potentially blood youngsters and being, hopefully, promotion battle than hanging on for another desperate season of survival. What's your thoughts on those, James? I think the the hopefully in that last one of in a in a promotion push is doing a lot of the heavy lifting there. Uh, yeah. I, I would be surprised to see Reading pushing for promotion next season, unless you know Mark Bowen is is really good at his job, which you know we're still yet to really work out how good he is at his job because he's not had a, a great deal to be able to do at the minute. But I just think they need a year of stability to be honest. In you know, and yes, clearing out the deadwood will be good, providing we bring in enough players to be able to. You know, offset the Deadwood because on their day the Deadwood can be half decent players. Um, you know, you don't want to be losing Zhao and Mate for what they've given us, but they've not been consistent enough, and they, I don't think they'd be they, well. They wouldn't want to play in League One anyway. Um, so you know, it's it is a fresh challenge and it's a new start. And you know, for a lot of younger fans like me, it's a it's a new thing to be going into because I've never seen Reading outside the, the top two divisions. Um, and you know there are small positives. I just don't think I can really see them uh, for another few days until I've sort of got over the, the disappointment and the anger. Yeah, I think that's uh, totally uh, like most people are feeling, isn't it? It's a mixed bag of emotions. We've also got one here from the Amazons, which I'm assuming is Matt. Gutted, looking at the big teams in League Ones, it's difficult to imagine an immediate bounce back with the current ownership. That is a a massive, massive issue. Um, we could do a massive, do a whole podcast on uh, Da Young, but um, probably best if we don't. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of an Amazon song earlier, and I think I'm not ready is probably mm. fitting for this one situation. But what's your thoughts on the ownership there, James? I'm giving you a little bit of a uh, explosive one there, but <laughs> how do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, God, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because the club are so indebted to him, really, that you don't really want them to walk away because then it's sort of, you know, what do you do then? You know, is there someone willing to come in and put their hands that deep in their pockets to bail us out again? You know, it's one thing John Medeski doing it for a pound and, you know, obviously piling his money back in the day, but 
I don't think even him thirty years ago would have would have considered it for was it two hundred million quid? I think that we're indebted to him for. Um, yeah, he's made mistakes along the way, and to be honest, I have no confidence in him doing things the right way now. All of a sudden, we've got the right people in, and if Bowen and Carey and Dublin and the manager are given the right tools to be able to do something, then I've got no qualms in them doing the right thing. But it's just die not getting involved and not messing with things I don't trust and it, it, things won't change if he doesn't keep sort of putting people that aren't qualified um, you know if he doesn't start getting into bed with with super agents um, you know if he doesn't just keep meddling and, and, and getting involved in the football stuff that he has no real say in other than the fact that he's bankrupted two other clubs um, so unless unless this is a big wake-up call for him um, I can't see things changing unfortunately yeah, it's this season he's hesitated on uh, getting rid of Paul Ince when Mark Byrne clearly wanted to get rid of him before, which is, uh, yeah, not filled me with any uh, optimism, really. One here from Andy Taylor, kind of a piece with it for the last week, to be honest. Been coming for ages. If Dice says he's off, then good, as long as there's been a buyer with the club's interest at heart. That's a big if, though. <laughs> still go to the games with my boy. That's the thing. You know, people are still going to go. I'll still be there next season. Lots of people will decide they don't want to go. And I wouldn't criticise anyone. That's what they do. But a lot of people will still go. Um, it's still there in your heart, though, isn't it, James? Because otherwise it doesn't, it, it wouldn't hurt as much as this, does it? That's the problem, isn't it? Because Reading is us. We are Reading. You're a massive Reading fan. You're from the area. It it represents everything that's around us and part of us. And it never changes that, does it? It, it, it It's a real kick in the ass isn't it no no there'll be a core you know seven six seven thousand that would go even if reading were in league two and, and struggling you know it's just it's what you do you know i hate it and i love it some weekends depending on the results but there's nothing else that i'd be doing my saturday afternoons with um and you know i mean i'm in too deep now to, to suddenly stop um so you know it's one of those things we've signed up unfortunately to a uh, a lifetime of pain and misery but occasionally you might have a few years of of you know, of joy and, and the occasional bit of apathy in the middle. But, you know, it's just the roller coaster ride of, of being a football fan. Yeah, and then you get those top four, top six clubs in the Premier League going, oh, it's so terrible, it's so bad. Fuck off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you want to come into a reality of football, you want to see what it's really like supporting a team like Reading or loads of other teams in the EFL. Mm. You know, their joy is so short. But we love it when it happens. And I'm going to be defiant and say at some point we will be back in the championship. Would it be this time next season we'll be selling promotion? Who knows? Maybe. But we will be back. And that's kind of like my positive feeling on it. So let's get back into more of a dark place, unfortunately. <laughs> From Nick Knight, sad, sad, pissed off, sad, angry, dejected. Maybe a bit relieved it's finally over. I can get that, Nick, slightly. It's, it's morbid, though. Five years of winning only about 10 games a season and losing 20-odd. Surely must improve, but also fear that the owner's destruction is not over yet. I mean, we've been through this already, but it, it, a lot of fans are feeling this, and it's, it's really hard to move away from it, isn't it? And unfortunately, not a surprise from Mark, it's now time for Bowen and Co. to put words into action. It will be weeks, not months, till we find out how much of a plan they really have. So, James, we obviously went to that event, both mm. of us. And there is a podcast where we talk about the event, if you want to look back at it, the Mark Bowen event. That is going to be key for us. Will he be given trust by Dai Young, all three of them, 
Mark Bowen, Jared, and Brian Carey. That that's the only kind of like glimmer of hope I've got right now. Yeah, yeah, I've got no, I've got no qualms at the fact that they'll succeed. You know what success is these days. You know who really knows, but you know they'll they'll get the club turned again and heading in the right direction. But there's always an overhanging thing where Di hasn't shown any of us that he can do that. That he's willing to to properly sort of dish out his orders and and, and trust the people that he's that he's put in place without suddenly going to ask for advice or ask for help from from certain people that shouldn't be involved at the club or you know that aren't involved but are, you know around and. Uh, you know, it's a tough one because I want to see them succeed. I've got no doubt that, that Bowen's heart is in the right place and he wants to see the club do well. Um, you know, and Brian Carey's a good friend of Brian McDermott's and a friend of McDermott's is a friend of the football club. Um, but you know, we just there's there's nothing that fans can sort of see that that idea would be put into practice. You know, the only thing is we've got to suck it in see, and by that point it could be too late. So it's a it's a nervy time. You know, I'm trying to wear on the side of caution. Um, you know, and I, I want to be, I want to be impressed, and I, I want to sit here and be proved wrong. Um, but I want to see action before I see anything else. Yeah, totally. We want to see positive. And the problem about action is that we won't really know the results of that for the next. Okay, we'll get a little, a little glimmer of that this summer. Obviously, the target's changed because now we're in the lower league. Oh, God, that hits home, that one. That really does, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's the reality. What, what we got to do is uh, sell that up and accept it because the longer we, like, whine and moan about being relegated, obviously, we do that today. You have to go through that process. But next season, we need to stop thinking about being a championship <clears throat> very, very quickly. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna flip that on to you, Paul, as, okay. as a sort of older fan. How does it feel for you now sort of having gone through the years of dross in the lower leagues and sort of building up an established club in the upper echelons, and now we're back again. How, how does that feel? Is it frustrating? Is it anger that all of that good work's been put to waste? Is it just sad? Or is it just... Because I've seen some people on social media say, right, well, Reading are back. You know, we're back where we should be. We're back, you know, in, in the leagues where Reading are for, you know, 100 years of the... 150 years of their existence. I don't think we're back where we deserve to be at all. Um, I think Reading are a bigger club than League One, but you are where you deserve to be. Uh, doesn't matter about the crowds or whatever, you know, how much money your owner's got. It's irrelevant. You are where you deserve to be. But yeah, I feel sad. I feel a bit upset about it. I feel angry about it. All those emotions. But yeah, I remember watching this in the 80s and we were absolute, we were dog shit. Let's be frank. We were. It's really terrible and much worse than what we've been dishing up this season. But to see all these years of Sir John wasted is sad. It's sad because he took us up to where we wanted to be. I don't expect us to be in the Premier League every season. I'd love to see that. But, yeah, it's gutting. It's gutting because I know we've got the academy and we've got the amazing training ground. But what we want is a team on the pitch and a structure. And it's been ripped out by multiple people, not just Mm -hmm. one. But Di Young, Akir Jarashama, two of the major issues. Reading Football Club over the last three, four years. And they've just destroyed everything around it. And that is heartbreaking because we still have the structure there and we have the setter, we have the money. But do you know what? I'd rather not have the money, but I'd actually have a plan. That's mm-hmm. what I'd rather have. And as much as people might say if Dai Young leaves, that would be absolutely terrible. The club would go into administration. Can you sit there honestly and say that's not going to happen at some point in the next few years with Dai Young's history? 
because mm. if that fear is not in your head, I think you're being a bit delusional. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but it could. You know, he's got previous, so we will see how that works out. And hopefully, not James. I mean, you're obviously a fan that's uh, younger than me, just a mm. little bit. How do you feel about it? Because this is like your first kind of real. Obviously, you probably saw relegation from the Premier League. But yeah, this is a real downer, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that. That's the big thing. This is my first real relegation. I mean, for me, even growing up with Reading, sort of being in and around the Premier League, being in the Premier League was always an added bonus. You know, I didn't expect Reading to be in the Premier League, so sort of when they were, it was, you know, sort of an added thing. And it wasn't the end of the world when it when it came down. I always found the Championship to be Reading's natural home, and it has been for for my lifetime. Um, so to <clears throat> To drop out of that now is a real sort of kick in the teeth because this is like a proper right where Reading are now where they shouldn't be and that's deserved. You know, we deserve to be where we are now and just not having any confidence that we're going to get back there anytime soon. Yeah, that was just a moment's silence there, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God, sorry. Um, it's just that kind of day, isn't it? If we get, get, get some more of these opinions in, because uh, mm. we do appreciate them and need to read some of them out. Adam Clinch, such an empty feeling. Wouldn't mind as much if I was confident we'd come straight back up, but I see us being stuck mid-table for at least a few years, and who knows what could happen next. Yeah, it's a fair point. Mark Griffin needs to go back to the old days. Young team that wants to play for the club, not the wages. A manager who's willing to build youth, not experience. Invest in scouting. I, the club are definitely doing that. Mm. The best young players, mix them with experience. Biggest thing now is back the players from the first game. Yeah, pretty much agree with every single word of that, Mark. What about you, James? Yeah, well, that's all we can do now, really, is, is back them. And and the ones that do stay next year are the ones that want to be here. You know, it's... um. I don't know whether the club have told the players not to say anything, but I think it's been very telling that only two first-team players have come out and made any comments so far about relegation. Uh, they did the same when Paul Ince left, so I don't know if it's like a club blanket on just not to, to say anything after bad things happened. But, um, you know, the, the players are the, are the ones that we've got to go out and do it, and no doubt there'll be a total refresh next year. And, and the ones that do come in and start on the first day of the season, most of them won't have been here when the, this crap happened. So, you know, they deserve our support. I do think the club are putting the right things in, in the right place uh, slowly, but this relegation obviously knocks that back a bit with the, with the funding. And then again, it comes down to the owner and whether whether he lets people do do the right thing. That, that's, that's the main thing. We've got no confidence that he will, but Bowen and Carey and Dublin know what needs to be done. And if they're allowed to do that, then, then we'll be fine. It's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Or in the case of the owner, the billion-dollar question, <laughs> really, isn't it? We just don't know. We we live in hope. Let's get some more of these uh, thoughts in as well from people who sent them in. Matty Lovegrove, hopefully have a decent rebuild with the best of our youngsters and maybe bring in a few experiences. We will be back. That's very Arnold. I think I need to employ the Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> we will be back. It may not be back for a few years, but we'll get there. Yeah, I hope so, Matt. I really do. Um, I think we will. I don't know why. I've just got this feeling, but I don't know. I think the owner, the, the owner is the, the mm. biggest issue, and that's the one that we just won't know. We will know in a few months how that's going to work out, James. Because if he leaves, everything changes. Massive yeah. changes. How does this one compare to '98, then, Paul? Do you reckon? 
when he last went down to league. Well, I would one. say it's very different because at that point we had Sir John mm. and it was absolutely terrible. And we were moving into a new stadium, obviously. Mm. And that was really kind of, <clears throat> that was kind of depressing as well. Because <laughs> obviously you've got this massive new stadium. Yeah. And then we're in league one club and we lost so many games at the end of that season. Uh, we were terrible from the first day. I remember going to the opening day and we lost 1-0 to Swindon at home. And I thought, we're done. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're really terrible. And it had been coming for a few seasons before. Jimmy Quinn and uh, Mick Gooden had kept us up and Trevor Morley. He was fantastic. He doesn't get enough um, uh, praise, really. But yeah, no, it is bad. But Sir John was a guy who cared. He was part mm. of the community. Um, he had his own motivations to get us into the Premier League, just like every, every other owner. But the amount that we benefited from him was just massive. But we didn't know that he was going to create the greatest team ever mm. in football league history. Because that, that, that then it. took four years, didn't it, to come straight up again? You know, it took, yeah. took time to, to build and, and to get back up to the championship again. Would you take that? Would you take like a few years in the um, uh, League One if you knew that when you came back, um, you'd be ready like Sunderland are, so? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, at least that one, there was progress, wasn't there, every year? So they struggled the first year. And then the second year, obviously, Pards, did Pards come in the second year? And then they lost to Walsall in the player final and then they went up, you know, so they're sort of, you could see it building. Whereas, you know, if we're just going to me- meander and then suddenly go up, then I think it'd be a bit frustrating. You'd want to, you'd want to see year on year growth, really. I think if you were to be down there for a while. Yeah, I've got a really horrible feeling that we might get a playoff spot next season. Uh, well, oh, you know, I'm not bother turning up. <laughs> yeah. I'm already bracing myself for the pain. I really shouldn't be talking about playoffs. On well, we won the Simod Cup, which was, let's face it, other than to Reading fans, quite meaningless. So maybe we'll win the hey, hey, well. hey, hey, Other, hey, other James, than to Reading hey, fans. James, behave. Other, <laughs> so we might win the Papa John's. We might win the... the Simod Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we, might be winning, we might win the Papa John's. Whoa. Maybe. It's big times. Do you know what, though? Maybe we'd get like, a special selection of matches, though, because we do have a Papa John's like, sponsorship. Oh, we do, don't we? They'll, they'll give us each a pizza every game now, not just one a row. <laughs> every every person that goes gets a free pizza. One positive, maybe the season tickets will be cheaper. Maybe we can hope. Yeah, or maybe I think they're pretty they're pretty reasonably priced anyway, aren't they? In, in general, at least they are for championship yeah, yeah. levels. I, I don't know whether, whether they must have a plan in place at some point for for League One. Um, no, I agree. I agree. One thing I will say is I don't I don't think Noel Hunt's going to get the job. I can't see that happening at all. Um, I put no responsibility on him for this relegation. He was given five games. Yeah. And yeah, it was a poison chalice, as I've said many times before. When he was appointed, I said on the podcast, he's got 25% chance of keeping us up. Mm. Turns out it was zero. Mm. Yeah, well, he, he did say... Um... When we met him on on Wednesday, he said it probably um, you know he didn't expect to get the job for another four or five years. So you know it's it's good experience for him in the, in and around the first team, but you know hopefully he can go back down, sort of work with the twenty ones, sort of have a, a closer, a good relationship with the the first team, and sort of because I think this year and in, in League One we're going to be using you know academy players more than anything really. I think you know this if you're Jamari Clark or Kelvin. Sod going out on loan now because you're you're probably going to play a decent amount of games anyway. I mean, all you'd be doing is le- loaning them to League One clubs, and we're now a League One club, so there's no point sending them out. Kelvin has, has shown glimpses, and, and Jamari's never really had a proper go since that double he got against Birmingham years ago. 
<clears throat> but he scored one for Forest Green last season. Um, so yeah, you know the academy. We need more and more than ever, and and they they've been thriving under No Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely, it's the way forward for the club as a whole. As we heard of that Bowen night, if they have a good academy, that's what attracted Brian Carey and Jared Devlin both to the club, wasn't it? The fact that there is a a conveyor belt of uh, some type there. Let's have a couple more of these questions, thoughts, rants. Solemn moments <laughs> they've been sent in by fans. Uh, one here from Guy, which goes back to your point here. For us fans who remember relegation to League One in '98 and Pounds Day in '99, oh, Pounds Day! Wow, <laughs> that was. Let's hope we don't reach. I mean, I think we have got worse than that, actually, Guy. Yeah, that was a hell of a moment. That was. It's that players tough now, are not trying but... sufficiently, isn't it? Pants. What's that? Sorry. Players are not trying sufficiently. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I... The, the group of the group, I think the group of players moving on to that briefly is that I don't think they've given, I, I think they've given all they can. I just think they're a bit crap, to be honest, James. And that's the situation that we've been yeah. put in. That's brutal. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they could have done more or do you think that's fair? I think you probably could have just about got enough out of them to survive. Um, I, I, I'm not sure no one sort of said this to me, but. If you're working for a boss that's constantly telling you how crap you are, I don't particularly think that's going to uh, motivate them to to do well. Um, I think a couple of them can leave with their heads held relatively high. I think a full season of Cassidy would have been quite nice to watch because it took him a couple of games to get into it, but he's probably been one of our better players over the last few games. And Lumley, yeah, he's conceded a lot of goals, but he's had a real crap defence in front of him and he couldn't have done a great deal, other than Rotherham, obviously, couldn't have done a great deal about too many of them. Um but yeah, I mean, we were in an awful position in the summer. I mean, looking at the players that we had on trial that we didn't sign and where they've ended up, I think we've managed to just about grab the best ones that were available. Um, and, you know, they just come up a bit short. But, you know, I don't think the ones that came in are necessarily the problem. I do think there's a few that were here before that that maybe haven't had good seasons. It's a bit disappointing. You know, a few of the of the ones that have been around for a while that have probably dropped below par this year when we needed them really to go just above par. Um, but overall, if you if you go down over this course of a season, you deserve it. And we just haven't quite been good enough. Um, but, you know, you look back at so many games where if they just hung on for this extra split second, you'd have got a point here, point there. You know, so many late goals, so many leads given away. It's frustrating. Um, but it's what happens when, you know, when, when you're picking up everybody else's sort of dead wood, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's just slowly got worse, hasn't it? We've regressed over the last, mm. well, if you want to go right back to Sir John leaving, that's the moment when everything changed. But yeah, we all know my thoughts on Die Young, but there we go. <laughs> one last here, one uh, question here, thought, rant, whatever you want to call it from Alex. I completely agree relegation hurts, but the club has needed a hard reset for years. We have been overspending on transfers and wages with no clear vision with recruitment for years. Going down gives us a chance to change that losing the big earners this season. Let's hope so, Alex. Let's hope so. Um, it's all we've got right now, mm. isn't it, as fans? If football is totally irrational. We have no power over it. We can't <laughs> do anything about it. But it affects us completely to, mm. like, a heart, doesn't it, James? And yeah. this is why we keep doing these things. This is why you keep doing this job that you do as well, travelling around the country and, like, going for four, you know, six or seven hours when you know there's absolutely no chance <laughs> of staying up. It's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, when when will it sink in for you, Paul? Because I don't think it's still quite sunk in for me yet. I think fixture release day could be a big one. Yeah. Seeing Fleetwood away on the first day of the season, I think could be a big shot. Fixtures. One uh, thing I will say about next season is the away ticket allocation will be very interesting. For the first season, there's so many new grounds for people. Yeah, yeah, there is that. I, I, away, away games, I think, could be quite fun. I don't think we'll see much of a drop-off, to be fair, compared to this season. It's, it's the big one's going to be the home ground and going up to the SCO and or a Madstad and just seeing how bare it's going to be. I'd like to think we won't lose a great... Because our crowd are at the lowest they've been for <clears throat> a long time anyway. So I'd like to think we won't lose a massive amount. But it's more just the size of some of the away turnouts are going to be so Fleetwood on a Tuesday. You'd like just like pockets of like 19 fans. So then you haven't got the big away crowd to supplement the smaller than average home crowd. So you've got six or 7,000 on a Tuesday in a 24,000 seat stadium. It's going to look, it's going to look horrendous. <clears throat> to be but fair, yeah, those... that change in the championship, haven't we? Sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But for those traveling away, I don't think it would change too much. I think tickets might be a bit cheaper. Uh, you've got some exciting grounds, some terraces. Who doesn't love some terraces? Uh, we've obviously got the big derby. You know, what, what do you reckon the turnout will be for that at home, home to Oxford? Is that a, a big, what do you reckon, 15, 16? Well, for many people, days? it'll be the first team time they've ever seen us. I've play, never uh, seen them I was no, two. I no, it's a weird one because Oxford's haven't played us for so long. Obviously, they've grown more of a dislike for Swindon yeah. and those kind of teams, I guess, um, which is understandable. It's a natural mm. state of mind to dislike Swindon, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All of but, their fans um, have been piping up, don't they, on, on Twitter? So they obviously still still think about us. Or at least they have. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're a relevant FC, but lots of yeah. clubs have uh, messaged me or, like, you know, not messaged me. I haven't had that. <laughs> I've tweeted us. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to see you down. Like, you're like, mm, irrelevant yeah. FC. So we are, we are important in your life. <laughs> you know? yeah, I'm looking forward to Bristol Rovers. I think that's a proper. I mean, we've had British City yeah, for so I many years. Bristol Rovers in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was they, those were um, lively ones sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not yeah. mention the uh, Jamie Curiton hat trick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we will see how it will bring goes. big crowds down with the likes of Wednesday in Portsmouth and Oxford, mm. Bristol Rovers, and you know you're not too far from the likes of Peterborough. Um, you know, Stevenage won't bring many because they're a small club, but you know they're near. Um, Northampton, you know, I'm just looking forward to potentially going to Carlisle on a Tuesday night if they come up through the playoffs. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I've these teams it sounds disrespectful, but it's got real hard yeah, mindset yeah. 20 years or so in the championship, but we have to accept it, that's where we deserve to be. So You'll be very surprised to hear that we will not be doing a preview this week of a completely and utterly pointless match. Nobody wants to listen to that. But I would like to thank you, James, for all the time you've given us and all the enjoyment you've given me at Boo Collar, having chats and uh, enjoying the beverages there. So thanks a lot for all your um, efforts. Anytime. I really appreciate it. We'll see you next season. Yes. yes. We'll go again. We will go again. We'll be back stronger. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We will keep there. We will keep going with them part rolls next season. We'll be covering it home and away because we're complete and utter idiots and we're <laughs> addicted to it. So thanks a lot for listening. If you appreciate our efforts, you, you won't have enjoyed it. I'm absolutely certain. But give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And one final time, up the fucking ding. Oh, that is the lowest beat whatever, isn't it? Cheers. <laughs>